You are now entering the Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show. Building didn't let my fears kill me. Transmuting my pain in the cleanse in the rain. Found out I was working and I conquered my demons. I accepted my purpose and the goddess I became. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's your Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show, and I'm your host, Ariana, the Quantum Healers in the building. All right, you guys, so I got a little, I not a little, I got a great show for you today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you guys. Of course, got to give you props, got to just sit in this gratitude for a moment and say thank you for those of you who keep showing up um, and keep sharing this podcast out and making us one of the top spiritual podcasts out there. Whoop, yes, 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 claps and all of that. I, I need some bells and whistles back here so I can do it. Uh, but my, I have a beautiful um, morning show for you guys today with a, a woman named Lainey um, Simone Middlebrooks is what she goes by, a minister, life coach, wedding planner. What doesn't she do? We're going to have a real ass conversation this morning. And I definitely want you guys to know I am all into bringing you guys beautiful people to work with, not just myself. It's not about me keeping all the clients. It's about us sharing the wealth and me bringing to you beautiful people who are into really empowering and wanting to help you really want you to heal and live your best life. And through these organic conversations is where we are going to keep spreading the words that we need to spread to come together and show you guys that, man, you got so much assistance out here. You got so many people willing to help you. It's about you stepping up and taking, taking the guidance, taking the hands and rolling with it. So again, let's get into it. All right, let's jump into it with my special guest this morning. I am talking to Lonnie, who is Simone Middlebrooks, um, is her company name. I'm actually going to let you introduce yourself and say what you do, and then we'll kind of go in in after that. So um, my company name is Divine Purpose Partners, and we are a company, a life coaching company. I coach men and women who deal with any type of past trauma, whether it comes from sexual abuse, abuse from all types, um, whatever the people are struggling with, that's what we help in. And not only that, um, <laughs> on the flip side, I'm a wedding planner. <laughs> so, you got and I'm my minister as well. I wanted to touch on that. So, okay, because you got wedding planner, trauma, <laughs> life coach, minister. How did you get here to where you are today where you're just like, because it's different, definitely different uh, realms to be in. Well, okay, so um, God called me to be a minister, but I was not, I ran from that for a long time. So I ran for it for a very, very long time. So I got into the life coaching um, business because I like helping people. And there's a lot of hurting people out here. There's a lot of hurting men, women, and they're hurt and they don't know who to go to, who they, they can trust. And I have opened that area where a safe zone where there's no judgment with me. So I decided to go ahead and go in that arena and then wrap back around 
um, and do what God has called me to do. So, and that's why I say that I had to go into the minister part. Okay. Okay. Because it does coincide with life coaching and, and, and relationship coaching to bring those two together. I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you do not have anything that you believe in, you will just be lost. And I think that yes. you got to have some type of, of not necessarily has to be religion, but some type of faith in something greater than self. Got to believe Correct. in something. Otherwise, I feel like you're just lost and you're just going. Even on that aspect, um, which is true, I believe I don't want I guess my thing is I don't want to scare away people because I have that title because I'm not that, you know, you have these holy rollers who critique everything that you do. Oh, my goodness. You can't do this. You can't do that. I'm not that. I mean, (laughs) I'm far from perfect. God is still working on me, but he still uses me. Right, right. I think when exactly when you hear that ministry, it's like, oh, oh, yeah. no, no, it can't can't go down <laughs> that route. And it sucks that more people with religious backgrounds are the most judgmental. People. And they are. And it sucks because you're just like, I just came to get help. <laughs> like, I just need <laughs> guidance like Jesus. And but, because uh, I've, I've seen what, what goes on because I've been there. I've been hurt by ministers. I've been hurt by leaders that you would think like, oh, my goodness, I get I would I would think I would get hurt by people in the world, not people, you know, who are in leadership, who believe in God, who, you know, sacrifice their life to God. And so I, you know, God has set me apart differently. You know, since I've been through it, I know how to, you know, get to the people and be like, look, I'm not like them. I mean, you can trust me. I'm not going to go ahead and spread your business. I'm not going to turn into a sermon or anything like that. Right, right. I think that confidentiality is huge. Yes. um, Because that's the reason why you turn to someone who doesn't know you is because you're trying, you want to go to a place that's neutral. You have that, that place that, okay, this person's not going to put their, what they think, because they think they know me or they think they know my story. You're just coming from this neutral place. Um, I always felt like it sucked because like going to church, it was like that you're getting scolded. (laughs) You're getting scolded. But it's like, I I do feel like we, we dropped the bar because we're not going to core issues. Um, beautiful sermon, beautiful messages. But where are the core issues when you have the people that are you sitting there not even dealing with half of the shit that they need to deal with? And nope generational trauma and you know all of those beautiful things that aren't discussed so I feel like when you have the alternative stuff and even like you have the minister part but you also are like hey I'm I'm a life coach relationship coach so then you can hit on that side which maybe someone is like "Mm, minister I don't know I don't know (laughs) that's why I don't want that to throw people off like okay just because I have the minister title does not mean I'm like everybody else I'm cut from a different cloth I'm not like those people Right, 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 right. I love it. What made, is that why you started, we're like, let me get this other piece, the relationship and life coach uh, title on it instead of just like working with the minister title? Because I didn't want to go ahead, you know, like you said, you know, people draw away from that minister aspect. And I just didn't want to help just people of faith. I wanted to help everybody. So what better way is to help everybody is to have that piece that other piece, the life coach, because you're not going to think, okay, well, if I go to life coach, she's a minister. No, 
And when I tell people, even when they come to me and I, you know, minister to them or talk with them, counsel them or whatever the case may be, um, it's your choice whether you want me to do the spiritual aspect or the worldly aspect. I'm not going to go ahead and force, you know, my beliefs on you. That's one thing I will never do. I think that's huge. (laughs) I think that is huge. Um, So wedding planning, where did that come in? Let's let's just get that real quick. Where did the wedding planning, is that just an extra bonus? (laughs) Listen, you know, I, you know, Weddings are a beautiful thing. And, you know, when you help people, you know, make their dream wedding come true. I mean, it is a beautiful, amazing, you know, thing to see. And, you know, the wedding aspect, you know, of course, I love doing. I love you going ahead and being able to help plan for the wedding and bring their dream wedding to pass. So, you know, I added that extra bonus to that. You know, granted, you know, we all know that biblically standpoint, you know, God honors marriages. It's a covenant between two people. Right. And granted, God is in the center of that marriage. And what people don't realize, even if you're in the world, you're still bringing God in the middle of that marriage because you're still saying those vows under God. So I just love the aspect of anything when it comes to wedding. Um, I got into it because I love the aspect of wedding. But not only that, I want to be able to give the couples the skills they need after the wedding. Because people fail to realize your marriage don't start the day that you say I do. Right. After the honeymoon phase, that's when it starts. And are you really prepared what's to come? Right. And a lot of people are not prepared for that. So I have, you know, I do have skills to, you know, help people to come back any challenges they're going to face when it comes to in their marriage, because I don't want to see them, you know, walk down the aisle that one day and then be in a divorce court the next day. So I want to prevent that as much as possible. Right. Do you do you think a lot of people just prepare for the wedding? (laughs) Like, Right. And and it it goes into fantasy land of just and then the wedding is done. It's like, okay, now it's real life. Yeah, because they get so consumed with that day. Um, um, How beautiful I am or how, you know, handsome my husband looks and everything else. And not not thinking of, oh, my goodness, what's after? Right. I actually I actually because. I do deal with a lot of relationships and love within the spiritual profession. One of my questions is always like, why do you want the wedding? I, I really, I really always ask the whys behind everything, no matter what trauma, whatever, whatever we're talking about, because it's like, what is the why behind it? And you, it always comes down to that ego wanting to be the center of attention, attention. wanting to be validated in this moment. And it's like, if you can get your whys and your whys aren't just benefiting you and most of the women, I'm sorry to say, don't even include the men in nope. why they want the wedding. Nope. It's like, it's, because it's all about it's it? all about them. It's all about it's my day. The thing about it is, is their day. They are the bride. It is it's all about them on that day. I'm like, isn't it supposed to be about you both, <laughs> right? Like, 
what happened to where and i think that is a a, a huge problem and i think that is um i think the more people can can have like relationships where you're coaching and talking to people and getting them to really get down to those whys and talk about it like it's not just about you that's coming from something else that you need you know and to make it about the couple because I, I feel bad for a lot of the men. It's just like, damn, you're just, you just need to show up. Like, <laughs> shit about you. And a lot of men will say that. Like, they feel like it's, hey, it's nothing about me. Like, I'm just here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the placemat. That sucks. You guys don't do that. Don't do that. Know your wise. Know your wise and make it about each other. Um. So I, I know you said God put you into minister but tell me tell me a story tell me why what happened that made you step up into that because that's not like an average like you know what this is what i'm gonna do so what was that turning point that was just like this is my calling because i got tired of going through so much hell i got i mean i would just go i've been going i was going through for 12 years and you know God was calling me and I was like no I'm not in a position where I'm like I'm ready I have to be this perfect person and that's not me I mean I gotta you know listen to I can't listen to all music or you know listen to you know watch certain things and this and that I was like Lord I'm not those people that live this holy role of life and I'm not gonna sit there and pretend because you got a lot of pastors out there that pretend that they live in holy but behind closed doors boy they are not living like that and that's why i was not gonna be trying to get up and get on some get on, get on somebody's altar or pulpit and be like trying to preach a sermon knowing i ain't living right, right. no right so i told god i'm like okay i'm tired and i'm really tired I'm done. Let me just do what you called me to do and be done with it. Because he was telling me, look, too many people need you. Too many people are hurting out here. I mean, too many people need to carry your story. And you sitting here wallowing, you sitting there doing what you want to do. But you got to help people. I mean, you have a heart for people, unlike everybody else who just cares about the money and the fame and fortune, everything. You genuinely care about people. So you need to do what I've called you to do. Right, right. It does suck that people have made this image that you got to have it all together to help people. That you have to be perfect. And what is perfection anyway? Like, what is this anyway? It's bullshit. Um, and, and I remember that coming into to just my path. And then I would come across people that that's what they would think that, you know, you would see these made up gurus, you would see these made up uh, spiritualists, and then you would see them come crashing down because it's like you're pretending to have your shit together and you think you're saying all the right things. And then boom, life is crashing. And and instead of you just being real, um, one of the things I'm like, just be real. You're in the, we're all in the trenches together. We're all healing together you know one of my things i'm like i'm right here with you we're side by side going through this but i do believe we all have a voice and we all have a story Mm -hmm. to tell you don't got to be at the top to tell that story you could still be creating that story so i love that that 
you were like listening because you get them towers. What we call towers is like you're not doing what you need to do or you're not <laughs> on that, that path. Yes. I mean, just like even on my page, you know, I am very transparent. If I'm having a bad day, I'm going to tell people like, look, I'm, I'm having a bad day. Right. I am going through. And a lot of people is like, well, why you tell your business um, on, the, on Facebook for what? I was like, because if what I go through is helping somebody else to come out what they're going through, I'm going to continue to do that. Right. Because by you sitting here sugarcoating and, oh, you need to just praise the Lord or, you know, I mean, um, you need to continue to have the faith and continue to press. Listen, when you're going through, you don't want to hear that. Right. You don't want to hear, you need to read your Bible, you need to pray and this kind of third. You don't want to hear that. And that's what people don't want to hear the truth. And I've been through so many times in that dark place that I know, I know where I get to that dark place. I know how to get myself out of it. But some people, they don't know how to get out of it. Right. And they need, they're just crying out for just help. And it's sad that you cannot even cry out to help to anybody because they'll label you, they'll judge you that you're crazy and this and the third. Right. And you know what? I don't care what people think of me because as long as I can help somebody, then I know what I'm doing, that I'm on the right path. Right, right. I, I have seen that where a lot of people who struggle with like depression and it's like, you it's like you're not like you're not supposed to feel this this is wrong mm -hmm. yep so people stay quiet well mm -hmm. can't tell anybody because i'm gonna be looked at a certain way all of a sudden i'm gonna be looked at like you know i'm the worst parent in the world or you know i'm gonna be looked at a certain way and so they just continue to carry that which just adds on to all your trauma and stress and everything else that you got going on abandonment issues or whatever it is that you have no one instead of it being like no this is actually very normal everybody struggles yeah. with this depression actually is a huge in a, when you get into the spiritual side of it is a huge um factor when you're switching lanes when you're changing when you're elevating that people don't realize because you got to shed that old skin and it's painful yeah. to shed that old skin but i don't you don't have a lot of people talking about that Nope. Even telling you or even so you can understand that you're going to go through these changes mm -hmm. people make it seem like it's I, I get that I, like I said I believe in spiritual practices so I believe whether you have a religious practice or a spiritual practice I believe you do something that has you where you're connecting to your higher power higher source whatever that is um, but also being to have that support system so that you can work through what's going on and not feel alienated like well I'm gonna show up but I'm gonna be quiet because I can't I can't talk about this. this yep. is taboo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's sad. Happen, you know, yeah. Because look at Twitch. You know, he was happy all the time, smiling and everything else, and he cried out to the public, and they said, "You need a man up. Men are not weak." Right. <sighs> so you know, men are taught not to show feelings. Yes. That they have to be strong. But you know what? You got so many men out here that are hurting inside that they don't have nobody to cry out to because they have to have this image that they are strong and they're Superman and that they can handle everything. And, you know, I want to break that barrier. Be like, look, yes. if you need somebody to talk to, I'm here. I'm going to listen. I mean, I don't care what the world say. Right. We're going to get through this together. Let's heal together. 
Right. I have been an advocate about men in that vulnerability and that strength instead of thinking it's weakness. But I also have come across, unfortunately, I have brought this up in many discussions in many uh, lives of women. Like how many of you, you cry and complain about how your men's not vulnerable. He doesn't open up to you. He doesn't, you know, get in his space. But how many of you would really support him if he broke down and cried? Most of them all, you're going to call him a punk ass. You're going to call him a bitch. You're going to call him all of these names. You're going to make him feel like shit because now he's coming to this space that he's trying to be, you know, and we don't even have enough women that are willing to support men and then wonder why they turn around and don't get the vulnerable man. You don't get the man who's going to open up and, and, and just man I need somebody to to just be there for me in this moment and that's not taught that's not taught no, it's not. not practice and I have to scold women all the time like you're wrong you are wrong for wanting this bitching and complaining then the second he shows you a little bit of that you have a problem you gotta shut him down yeah now or you use it against him and and I know that women what I like about a lot of us women is that we are trying to change the game of we're not just coming together to gossip, to bullshit, to to be catty. We're actually coming together to reunite, to uplift, to empower. Right. And so those old narratives of how women just got together and they was telling all the business and bragging on their men. I don't like conversations like that personally. And I don't entertain conversations like that because I feel like if you are talking so much shit about the, the one you supposedly have this life about, uh-huh. not about you, you know, and I remember when I used to be at work, that used to be the thing. You would have these people that are married and all they're doing is come to work and how horrible their fucking marriage is. And it's like, isn't that supposed to be the person that you're supposed to be protecting and 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 loving and working through this? Uh, but again, counseling is not normal. Therapy is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow we're failing if we go get therapy and it's like, no, you're not. Therapy and counseling or even ministry going to someone who, of course, you got to pick and choose. I'm not saying everybody out there is for you, but pick and choose where where to go. But finding those people to support you and work through it instead of just complain, 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 you know, bitch and moan. It's just like, no, I feel like especially with relationships, I'm like, that's you and your person, not everybody else. Get your mother, your sister, your brother, all of them out of your relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get and one thing it. about it is when you sit there and complain, 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 look how much negative energy you put it out in the atmosphere. Yes. And you spend so much negative, I mean, spitting out negativity. How you expect anything to turn around? How you expect anything to change? And I have noticed and I've sp- spoken to a lot of men. And the reason why a lot of men I mean, don't even express their feelings. It has something to deal with what happened in their childhood. A lot of men, most, I'm not going to say a lot, I mean all, but most men have been sexually abused when they were younger and they have not dealt with that. Nope. Nobody even knows. Nope. And you'll be amazed if you sit there and ask, like you in a room with a hundred men, I'm pretty sure half the men have been sexually abused and they have told nobody why because they were too embarrassed. They were too ashamed. Oh, definitely. But see, the thing about it... Talk about. But the fact that they don't deal with that, 
it ends up affecting relationships. Yes. And that's why I want to be able to not just touch the, you know, help women. I want to help men be able to express their feelings, help through their trauma they have dealt with, and especially in their childhood. Because in order to fix what happened, whatever happened in their trauma in their childhood, mm-hmm. relationships will never be how they're supposed to be. Because they can't be able to have a healthy relationship until they deal with their past issues. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I don't think. um, And I've actually seen that. I've actually seen that even working with the women, a few of them have reached to that where they finally the the man opened up about some stuff and and it blew that their mind like they really were like, I thought I knew everything about him and it's like you don't know everything about the person that you are wanting to be with or even have a relationship I don't care if you've been together 20 years you don't know everything about this person and if they don't build trust or if you have a trauma bond that you built your relationship on trauma bonds and (laughs) you know and not that trust and love then this person is never going to open up to you and tell you some deep dark stuff you know and it and I just think that's that's a lot of 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 what needs to happen and hopefully you know I always say I I am an advocate for men also but I'm not a man so I only I know that I can do so much I do have men clients as well that work with me but there has to be more men that jump into the seat also and hopefully open up those doors for men to start to deal with this and that it's okay and you don't need to be ashamed of it because just as many men have been molested and raped so have the women yeah but for some reason oh it's natural for women oh it's just normal it's like wait what we all run around here with trauma together like let's co-heal this shit right mind mind boggling sometimes I do feel for the men though I do I feel like they do need the resources and they do need the people willing to say hey I got you you know I can I can assist I can help and tackling that opening them those doors those are some hard doors I I know I was a, a girl who was raised by two parents that weren't emotional. So I can't imagine what the men, you know, <laughs> how the men are just always like man up and be tough. And you know what I mean? Like I was raised in the, in the generation of I'll give you something to cry about. So it's like, so I know that the men were even more so like if you cry, you know, you're acting like a little girl or you're crying like a little girl or, you know, and unfortunately, even in the single mom homes, they took on that masculine presence. Uh-huh. They were doing the same things to the children instead of being the nurturing and allowing the child to go through. It's like, no, you need to suck it up. We can't yeah. afford that, you know? <sighs> It's it's like a cycle, unfortunately, y'all. Um, let's go through. Just g- give me something. Um, far as a trauma that you feel like maybe you've overcome. Um, sexual assault. Um, I was actually um, molested at the age of six. <laughs> at the age of fifteen. At the age of twenty in the age of 35 Mm. um 
growing up, especially being sexually assaulted, I that was just a normal, you know, me trying to get men to love me and using sex as a tool to get them to love me. Mm. Because I didn't love myself. Um, because I didn't know how to love myself. And over the course of the years, I didn't know how to love myself. I've always hurried up getting into relationships so I didn't have to deal with self. Right. Um, deal with me. And God had to deal with me on that. Um, I had to learn how to love myself no matter what, because until I can love myself, nobody else can love me. Nope. So I have been blessed and I've been, you know, um, you know, thankful for the people that God has placed in my life to help me be able to find me and be able to love me for me and not worry about what I look like or not trying to own a, um, trying to measure up to the supermodels or, you know, <laughs> you know, these you know, women who are, of today. Yes. So I've you know, I've gotten gotten to a point where I do love myself and and I feel good about myself, you know. I speak affirmations over myself every day. You know, anytime the enemy wants to use it against me, which take he can. So I've overcame that. And that was that was a struggle. Because when you're growing up with a mother that <laughs> puts you down, tells you you'll never be anything, that, you know, literally she, you know, when I first got molested at six, she watched it. She watched the whole thing and she laughed because I was molested by her boyfriend. Um, telling me as growing up, y'all yeah, never amount to nothing. I'll never be anything. And, you know, even turning my kids against me, you know, mm-hmm. I had, you know, I mean, it took a long time for me to forgive her. It wasn't an overnight process. It took a long, long, long time. Right. But um, I let I had to let it go. I had to forgive her. Um, and I just had knew that you know she she just wasn't that motherly type, the nurturing type. So I had to change the game that I was going to be better that better than her for my kids. Right. 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 It's rough and and that's a really big one and a really common one of especially within girls of the moms like this jealousy and hate towards them. And it, you guys don't even realize how it shouldn't even be normal, but you you don't even realize how regular this is for a lot of of young girls to experience and not have that protection from mom and not have that nurture um, from mom or that love or encouragement. And that's the first woman that breaks you down in your life. You don't even. I mean, luckily enough, you know, I have my father. Um, He played both roles. Um, I just could never understand. I'm like, how could you marry somebody like that? I'm like, right. Why would you stay with somebody like that? And, you know, he used to tell me all the time, you know, your mother just doesn't know how to love. I'm like, okay, so why stay with her? He's always just telling me, well, because the kids. I mean, I wasn't going to be a part time father. But you would go ahead and literally stay with somebody that, I mean, belittles you. He, my mother, belittled him, like put him down, mm-hmm. called him all kinds of negative names. I mean, my own mother even accused me of sleeping with my own father. So it was crazy. 
right she you do you believe in in karmic connections karmic lessons i do um i i mean i don't know i mean obviously when when I, I'm not trying to wish anything on her or anything like that. Right. But I do believe that which how you treat people do come back on you. Right. So I'd be very careful how I treat people. Because right. I do believe, you know, the tables do turn. Yes. Yeah. Cause like I, I work so I work a lot with doing uh quantum healing and going into hypnosis and looking at past lives and, and things like that. And a lot of times uh the connections will come out that unfortunately the energy kind of bleeds through in this life. And some of our karmic connections, which aren't just tit for tat or or you know, what goes around comes around is is actual lessons that we were to learn in this life. And so people like your mom were supposed to come and learn how to nurture, how to love, how to do these things. Not to say they're successful, <laughs> not to say they're successful at all. And it's no excuse, but sometimes the lesson is just to learn that. Um, and um, it's interesting, the levels, everyone's situation is so different. So I can't say that's exactly it because everyone's situation is so different, but it's interesting um, how they people can be this way and you wonder like how can you you know what I mean like how can like your father staying and what he's doing on his level is trying to show her that unconditional love yeah but she just could not accept it or get it it just man that's crazy uh, unfortunately it does do damage either way it's not it doesn't come without the damage it's still is the damage and just hopefully you guys can work through it like you said you've worked through it and you know you've gone through the processes of forgiveness and letting go which is hard to do <laughs> yes because when you think you've let it go and she does something again lord have mercy i'm like okay lord right i could have sworn i thought i forgave her and i thought i let it go but she keeps doing something just deliberately and I'm like okay Lord I just can't do it I mean I forgive her I love her but the connection we can't have we can't be connected I mean I love her from a distance but mm -mm, I can't I can't I mean she's too toxic right right I don't believe that everything is repairable I don't believe that um, because forgiveness for me is not for them it's for you right yeah for you to let go and, and release and not be stuck in the hurt and pain. And what you what we come to find out is that if we keep allow, allowing the relationships, we're going to be triggered because mm -hmm. it's it still happened. Regardless, the past is still there, even though you're like, oh, there that the past is behind you and that's your mom. And, and, and I've and I said, oh, my gosh. Yes, I've heard that it. That is toxic for people to scream at uh, you and say, yes, that's your mom. That's, that's your, your mom. You're supposed to go ahead and forgive her. You're supposed to have a relationship. I'm like, no. listen, until you've been through what I've been through, right. don't even talk to me about that. Right. Because you you didn't walk in my shoes. Right. So you cannot say anything to me about that. No, nope. because nowhere in the Bible would even tell you to still be connected to somebody toxic. Right. Right. So please spare me that. Right. It's a difference. Forgive, let go. But, you know, forgiveness and all of that stuff with actions, behavior and change. But if you forgive that person, that person is still does this toxic shit. It's like mother or no mother. Uh-uh. 
I'm sorry, I'll be over here. And that's a big one that people struggle with is is cutting those cords and getting away from the toxic behavior. That's after. because you got people in their ear saying, you got to still be connected. You still got to have that relationship. Right. And until they go ahead, get them people out their ear that's telling them all them, the wrong right. things, they can still be trapped in that toxic relationship. Yeah, because I'm, I'm an avid, hey, I don't care who they are, blood, water, whatever, I don't care. Your children, if they are toxic, abusive, demeaning. Exactly. And oh my God. Let them go. <laughs> let them go. Let them go. Let them go. I always tell everyone look at your circle, your family, and everyone. If they do not support, uplift, and inspire you in some type of way, why are they there? Mm, they're just taking up space. It's dead weight. Mm-mm. And people have to learn to let it go because once they learn to drop that dead weight, they will feel they will be able to feel how much free they are. Right. And then you know your life will be so much happier because that great cloud is not over you no more. Right. It's a difference, you know. You you if you put those boundaries up, and that's a part of that self love when you start to really be like, wait a minute, I love myself enough to say no exactly i love myself enough to say i don't deserve to hear this shit or go through this i don't don't, this is not for me i don't care if you birth me like mm. exactly no no i mean i thank you for birthing me i love you for that but um i don't have to have a relationship with you right it's like thank you for not getting an abortion i appreciate it but (laughs) even though you wanted to <laughs> you probably have told me a million times that you didn't want me, but yes. you're not getting rid of me, right? <laughs> you you got it. You got to separate that because that's that codependency, and that's that's the big one. It's like that whole family is thicker than water. I don't. I don't. Uh-uh. Care. No, I don't hate it. I have more people who support me that are not blood related than yep. people that share the same blood um, that I do. I probably can count on one hand how many family members that I actually deal with. You know, because of the toxic genes and the toxic bullshit and, and all of that stuff. And it's just like, I don't want to be related to any of you. <laughs> I'll just be over here in this lane with the people that we that I actually love and love me back. And we're trying to do better for the next generations. Everybody else, y'all can stay over there. Mm-mm. Fam, I mean, blood just makes you related. That's it. Right. I mean, you could choose your own family. I mean, shoot. I mean, I got more, you know, people in the street that I consider family than anything else. Right. Right. It's this, it's this, this BS concept. Like you owe them loyalty. Mm, you no. the same blood. Mm-mm. Why? Mm-mm. You owe them that loyalty when all they do is bring you down or. Exactly. I'm a big person on disrespect. I don't do disrespect. So, you know, I came from a very dysfunctional family. We were very dysfunctional. So arguing, fighting, cussing each other out, all of that was like normal until at one point it was like, this is not how I want to live my life. I'm not, I don't want to argue and fight and cuss each other out. And then we just supposed to play happy family at the next birthday. (laughs) You know, when none of us can stand each other because we're constantly going through these, all this lower level crap and that was before I got into my spirituality I just was done I I was getting into my 30s and I just was tired I was tired of it all it was like you know the life of all the drama and chaos and dysfunction and I just started separating myself like no 
I, I, I don't want it no more. And I even noticed that some of the friends I have, long-term relationships were people that were disrespectful and they just did things. It was just like, no more. We're not friends no more. And they were like, how can you throw away a 20 year relationship? Uh, the same way you decided to threaten me. So as soon as you got in that mode of wanting to threaten me, that's when the relationship died and we can't come back from that. I'm going to forgive you and send you love, but you will never sit at the same table again. And so I believe you have to stand up for yourself and say that I deserve better people around me. Someone who is not going to get mad in the moment and then cuss me out in ways that uh, you would think I'm your fucking enemy, <laughs> you know? You didn't talk to me crazy. You didn't cuss me out. You didn't talk about my kids. You know, I didn't curse my grandkids. Like, and we're supposed to just be happily ever after tomorrow? Like, wait, what? Please make it make sense, you guys. I mean, the thing about it is a lot of women deal with insecurity. So they're going to accept that. They're going to accept being abused in a relationship. They're going to accept the toxic relationships because they have not came to terms where I'm okay being by myself. Right. Because until they are okay with being by themselves and loving themselves, they're going to stay in that same situation. And with the fact that they don't know who they can cry out to, who they can talk to without them spreading their business. It's crazy because that's why a lot of women are just so much, they're bleeding, they're hurting, they don't know where to turn. And I feel for these, some, a lot of these women, right. they're just lost. Yep. I used to be one of them. I used to be one of them that had people in my life, but I could not truly go to them and truly break down and truly open up myself. So I would cry to myself, I'd cry in my car, I'd cry in my shower, but I was strong to everybody else. And I would hear that, like everyone, oh my God, you're so strong. And I'd be like, man, y'all don't even know I'm dying inside. Like, you don't even know the mask that I'm wearing every day. But okay, to everybody else, you strong, you this. And it's like, y'all don't even know. But that's also some of the things that made me realize I didn't have true people around me mm. because I was not comfortable with talking to them about anything because of the judgment that I knew I was going to get. I knew you were going to talk shit behind my back, you know. So it was just like, all right, I'm, I'm rolling solo. And that rolling solo is going to get you to understand a lot about self, yeah. a lot about self and have to deal with you. Yeah. I mean, it's a lonely road, um, but you just got to, you know, pray and ask God to, I mean, send the right people that's going to help you during that, your, I mean, during that dark place, because the enemy's going to play with you when you're alone. And he tends to go after your mind and tell you all kinds of things. So that's why, you know, you have to have that good support system that you can, people that you can trust that it will pull you out when you're in that place. Right. Right. Yeah, I do believe having like support um, because I think no matter what you are, where you are in your life or where or how good you think you have it. There's always going to be moments where you can break and have mm -hmm. the break points. Life is life. Life, you know, people think, oh, you're spiritual or you're religious or whatever. And life is supposed <laughs> to be beautiful. You know, not that life isn't beautiful, but they have this 
concept like if nothing bad ever happens Uh, you know you can't be too good if stuff is happening in your life and it's like where did you think life stops there's so much stuff outside of you that you can't control no matter how spiritual you are no matter how religious you are there's just shit going on out there that you just you can't control it so you're gonna have stuff that happens in your life and have you're having that support system to work through it is everything because that what you said your mind is the most powerful thing you have and you can it can be easily persuaded when you're in low levels when you're in those depression easily your mind can start to attack itself and you start all that negativity can start to come in um so having those people to, that they uplift you and inspire you and motivate you and 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 you can go to is everything even yes. just getting a consult because you know we weren't taught taught that mental health and you know seeing somebody for coaching we weren't taught that this was normal but you see other nationalities do this and you know what i mean i've i always bring this up about race because um i'm i'm mixed race but i i was i was raised in in black communities so you don't oh that's yeah the black community they don't go mm -mm. that's a no-no that you That's go to somebody and you you get this coaching, but you especially when I came into spirituality and healing, I was like, all of these white ethnic ethnic groups are on top of healing. They will spend money to heal. They will spend money to do every fucking yeah. class out there. Yeah. But you get uh, black and Hispanic communities, and the mm-hmm. most you guys will do is get tarot readings. And it was like, wait. What is going on here? What? Why? Why do I see more people in these classes that look like me or resemble where I came from? And then that is what made me realize that I was one of the people who needed to become the spokesperson and change the game and start to change that game and spirituality and come into divination with this like, hey, hello, we need to wake up here. We, we can't just come in here and do tarot. Nothing's wrong with tarot. I still do tarot. I still use it. But it was like, there's more. There's, there's healing. There's, you know, in, in one of the things I saw is that mental health and trauma and grief was like the main topics that we're talking about, but there was no counseling. There's nothing going on. And I'm like, then you have, again, which I always say it until we understand that it's okay. You know, cause it, especially in the Hispanic community, everyone knows the, the spiritualists. Everyone has a go-to person. Everyone has that person that come clean, sage your house, clean the demons out and all this stuff. But unfortunately, also in the Hispanic communities, they don't teach you how to do it yourself. Hmm. Come to us, pay us mm-hmm. thousands of dollars to do this. Yeah, because you got spiritual advisors that will light a candle and do Yeah, I know. But, mm-hmm. and I've always not liked that. Like I can do, I've learned how to do so many things, but I teach everyone how to do it yourself. I don't need to do this for you. These aren't things that you need. You have your own team. You have your own angels. You have your own ancestors walking with you. You don't need people to do things for you. You just got to learn the techniques and what calls to you and what speaks to you instead of like, you know, going to everyone else. So it was just like, why are we not learning this stuff? Why are we not branching out? Why are we not healing? Why are we stuck? <laughs> you know, the Caucasian fan, um, the Caucasians will go ahead, spend hundreds, thousands of dollars getting the help they need. I think nothing of it. One of my top clients are Caucasian. They're white. Those are the yeah, because they believe in healing. 
Yeah. They yeah. believe they're like, look, I have this problem. I need it to be fixed. And there's another avenue. I don't know if you ever heard of this, but you know, when ma- when people get married, whatever, um, and the husband either leaves, they step out, whatever, and they go do whatever they want to do. They're in the separation mode. You know, that woman, especially if she's Caucasian, she will stand for her marriage. She will go ahead and pray and she will ask God to go ahead and, Lord, whatever I need to do, just send my husband back. She will go ahead and get counseling. She will go yeah. ahead and do what she needs to do for her marriage to go ahead and to be restored. But when you talk about this in the African-American community, they'd be like, what in the world? Right. Me staying for my husband who left me? Right. Are you serious? Because the ego, your ego is all <laughs> I in I mean, the shoot, way. I could go ahead and find me another husband. You want me to wait? I mean, stand for this one? Are you crazy? Let's talk about that real quick, though. Because I call bullshit that there's also many fish in the sea. Yes. I call bullshit. And it, I think it's very sad, the generations of how the generations, especially our generation, because I feel like if you look at it, crack came in, you know, I'm from that generation, okay? Came in and really fucked up a lot of things. So we we get it. We're, we're, doing, we're doing a lot of trying to repair from that and broken homes. And so a lot of homes, no father was in it. And if there was a father in it, probably was drugs or some other craziness going on or the mom, whichever side of it was going through it. And I, and I feel like now it's like, let's shit on, on marriages. And I can tell you when I was a very hurt woman, I did not, I I used to have very harsh things to say about marriage and commitment when I was a hurt, trauma, bitter woman. You know, I was like the worst friend you should ask a question. (laughs) If you were in a relationship when I was hurt, you asked me about your relationship, my thing would be like, leave him. That would be because I was hurt. You know what I mean? I was hurt. People hurt people. I was projecting out of my hurt. And I could admit that like anyone who took advice from me, y'all was crazy because <laughs> y'all should have been like, she hurt. I, I didn't. But, but, but after, but black women, not all majority of them will tell you if your husband cheats on you, leave him, leave him. Like, how are you going to tell somebody to do that? Yeah. It, it I was, mean, it wasn't until this path and reading tarot for people and them coming to me, it was a lot of relationship stuff in this past four years. So I would be like, okay, I can't, and, and me as a spiritual uh, person, I would have to, okay, I can't project what I believe into this situation. I gotta, I'm, I'm fully of what spirit is telling me. And spirit was never like, you need to leave. Spirit was never like, you need to leave your man. Spirit was always coming through on a basis of, what do you need to work on first? Where are you at in this relationship? So spirit always directed me to read in a way where it was like, let's talk about you first before we even get into the relationship. And so we would look at that first and then those things would come out of what they got going on or their expectations or, you know, or, you know, cause some expectations are just unrealistic you guys comparison comparing their lives with other people or just comparing what society says they should have blah 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 and then it would go into maybe the cheating or why and it was always the men struggling and then not all the time was the man even cheating and the woman's just over here you know nagging 
nagging, nagging, nagging. And the first thing women go to is cheating when a man is distant. You don't even stop to say, are you okay? What's going on? Can, how can I help you? Most women that I would talk to wouldn't even have considered that before they just go into cheating because of their trauma. Because they're And bad. that's why I went ahead. That, that's exactly why I teach couples what to expect, what's going to happen in your marriage. So you understand what you're about to go through, how to deal with it, and what to say and what not to say. Just because a man is, you know, quiet or he backs away or he's acting funny doesn't mean he's cheating. You don't know what's going on with that man's head because you ain't even asking him. Right. You're not going to find the right answer until you ask him. Right. But women have a tendency to nag, 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 nag. And that nagging, yeah, that's going to push on the cheek. I mean, come on, you nagging them every day? I, I, you know what? I feel like a lot of people think because they're married or in a relationship that all of a sudden your person becomes ugly and nobody wants them. <laughs> and it's like, did you forget why you even were attracted to this person in the first place? So that doesn't change because now you're together and you want to nag every day. That doesn't change. So all that does is the other people who are going to always talk to your person and flirt and try to get their attention. Now your person might just be like, you know what? This person's a breath, breath of fresh air. Fresh air. You know, let me entertain this because this person is actually always telling me good shit. Always oh, yeah. Accomplishments. And every time I go home, this person is like, we're being with a little, and you just, instead of having those conversations, and expectation is, is the biggest one. You expect him to do all these things. Mm-hmm. But you haven't taken that step back to be like, how can we do this as a team? Yeah, um, because you, I don't know, women have this expectation a man supposed to do everything. Yeah, like, I'm the where prize. do you get that? I'm the prize. And I get it, we are in so many aspects, yes. But in a relationship, I feel it's a team. It's 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 50-50. It's not him. You do everything. Show up. Please me. Put it down. Make the money. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And then I just, you know, get to do what I want. And I think a lot of women are unrealistic. Mm. Very unrealistic, you know. And then you add kids on to... To it and that is a game changer uh-huh. you cannot think that two people single then you add on kids that the, it wasn't going to change you got to find different ways to now be romantic and intimate and things like that Like, but they forget how to deal with it I mean a lot of people don't even do date night I mean like I tell couples I'm like you gotta do date night I mean, you have to <clears throat> the same way you what you did to spice up the relationship in the beginning. I still do that. Right. You forget all of that because you get lax. So, I mean, what do you expect to happen? Right. And then a lot of women do expect the men to do it. They expect the men to plan all the dates and they don't. It's like you. Why don't you plan for him? Surprise him. Like why? I don't get it. I'm not the woman who thinks that the man needs to do everything. I really feel like women should get out of that and show their man that appreciation, too, and show him that and plan something. Surprise him, you know, and not be where me, 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 because that's what I hear constantly. I'd be like, okay, let's take a step back because it's all you, you, you. It's all about you. (laughs) 
So now I hear the inner child coming out. I'm like, okay, so let's let's tackle that. Why do you need everything in this moment and forget that it's a partnership? And um, so I, I love how you how you do things because I feel like um, there's not a lot of people. Um, I had you know when I first started. I had opened up this Facebook group and uh, and I had a lot of tarot readers and stuff. And a lot of them would be these men bashing. It was just like, oh, leave him, leave him, leave him. And I would go head to head with them on it. And people who know me know that I'm, I've never been that person to just be like, you need to leave somebody first of all, you need to work through things first. And if you haven't worked through things, therapy or any of this stuff, you can't just run off and leave. It's not that easy. You know, there's money, there's children, there's a lot of things involved. And if you can repair it, why not would you want to repair it? People think this five second, 10 second DMs and all of this bullshit is going to give you your next man, your next woman. No, that's giving you all the intention because look at the shit you're doing on here to get the intent, the attention, you know, guaranteed if you just praying every day on there, you ain't going to have them DMs flooded. No, (laughs) what's got them DMs flooded? Here's one thing I've learned is that them same issues you have that with that same problem I mean person just because you go ahead and cut them off leave them do this and do that you won't have the same you won't have some issues with the next person so why not fix what you could fix with that person you've been with for God knows how long instead of trying to start over with somebody new Well, you have to learn their ways and then you're going to end up not liking their ways right. so you're going to end up leaving again Right. So you're going to be hopping from one man, one woman, the next over. It's a cycle. Right. And then, you know, the, the, the sad thing about it is the problem ain't them. It's you. Hell yeah. You are the common denominator. <laughs> and then, you know what? You don't figure that out until it's too late. Until, until you burn everybody bridges because you've been ran through all of these people. Like, well, dang. Right. I've been with this person, but with that person, it can't be them. It gotta be me. Right, right. Do you get a lot of women that are stuck in the wanting the ring, wanting the title versus actually working on the relationship? Uh, Yeah. I I feel like that's a huge one. And I I don't care either way. For me, a certificate doesn't make a relationship. I don't Uh care what ring you have on your finger. I don't care what, you know, I'm like, that doesn't make a relationship. There's a lot of people who are married and they're horribly depressed and sad and going through it, you know. And you know why that is? It's because they're not out of 10. Those people are in it for business purposes. Yes. They, they don't love each other. There's a lot of marriages out here that don't love each other. They just got married just to begin married, just to say that they're married. Right. And that's not what I want. I mean, granted, <clears throat> I know that God has somebody for me, so I'm not worried about it. But on the spiritual aspect, if you're trying to do things the right way, God going to send you that one. But the problem is where women, they will, they say they want God to send them this one. They want God to send them that one. But God has sent them so many men, but because they're not in a particular package, they dismiss them. Right. But the thing about it is God will give you what you need, not what you want. Right. I I, I believe 
I believe that you will always get what you are inside. And I believe within as without. And I don't believe that you can be um, someone who is selfish within and then get a loving partner so if you especially even when it comes to self-love i don't believe that you you can't love yourself and expect that you'll get this loving partner that's going to love you because you're missing it from within so if you can't even love you well how how is anyone going to find you and not that you don't have a person because you do but if you never get to that point well, the person's probably not going to come to you because you're in this shitty space. So then most likely you're going to call in these people who are closed off, who are selfish, who can't love the right way or got some fucking issues. So that's what getting to those core issues is get to those core issues and loving yourself opens up that energy because if you can't even be in your heart space, because people can only love you as deep as they love themselves, right? I can't love somebody more than I love me. I can think I love them more than I love me. That's just a deflection. So I don't got to deal with myself, put all my time and effort into somebody else because I love them so much, but I can't love anyone more than I love me. So that thing about within is without, and it's so real. I I see it so many times with people. And one of the big problems, uh, and not to say men, I don't want women to think this podcast is all against you guys, but... (laughs) I do see it so much where women, your egos are a big fucking problem and you don't understand that of, of just getting within yourself and just this expectation of Prince Charming on your door. And it's just yeah, like, six foot, got a six pack, tall, six one, athletic body. <laughs> it's like you got to care for yourself and it's not that you got to be athletic to get someone who's athletic cuz I've seen a lot of couples that that that's not a thing but you have to love your body if you hate your body secretly or otherwise then anyone coming towards you is going to have that either secret shame also or some type of that's going to mirror that. And I believe in mirrors because I've dated way too many people to not understand what has been mirrored within myself into those relationships or being closed off or not being open to love. You don't really want love. Um, I don't believe in marrying somebody for a contract just to say I'm married, just to like post and and have that title. Um, I think when when you're in that, that's all show. That's all for everybody else how is that gonna end well i mean how is that really gonna end you guys are gonna be unhappy and this is where you see even rich people who are commit suicide they're not happy i have a funny story about that so um i've been married twice and um my last marriage like ended horribly i went through so much stuff it didn't make no sense i was like i can't keep doing this i can't go keep going through this um and towards the end of my second marriage this guy came into my pathway and i'm like okay and he was you know shoulder to cry on he helped me through a lot of things and he kept saying god sent me here because he's my husband i'm like no, you're not my husband. You can't. No, I'm not. Mm-mm. You're too old. No, I, I'm, I'm broken. I told him I was broken. I was like, Mm-mm. I'm broken. I can't. I don't trust nobody. I've been hurt too, 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 too much. Mm-mm. And then he kept saying, well, God has equipped me to be able to handle your hurt. I'm like, excuse me? No, ain't no way. 
No. <laughs> so I was like, so he kept her being very persistent over and over and over. And I was like, okay, how about I give you a 30 day trial? <laughs> I was like, look, but don't work out in 30 days. We go out and go our separate ways because I, I just can't do it. He's like, no, who would go ahead and agree to that? I was like, well, shoot. I mean, I mean, either take it or leave it because I'm just, I just don't believe you're my husband. <laughs> so we, we, we went, we stated, we talked, we did whatever we had to do. And throughout the relationship, I literally pushed him away. It's like the more I pushed him away, the more he drew closer. The more I pushed him away, the more he drew closer. And God kept was dealing with me. He's like, this is your husband. I'm like, no, he's not. Come on. This man is way too old for me. I'm like, come on. He is not the ideal man I had on my list. Come on, Lord. There's no way. I had a list of the criteria that I wanted my husband. <laughs> And God kept saying, no, um, I'm not giving you what you want. I'm giving you what you need. Right. And I was like, are you serious? Yes. Because he kept saying that by me bringing both of y'all together, y'all are going to be a power couple and be able to help a lot of couples. And I'm like, mm, come on, Lord, not with him. Right. He's like, yes, because he's also, you know, he empowers men and he, you know, he motivates men. He does everything on the aspect of the men's side. Right. So finally, God was like, OK, I'm going to I'm not going to go ahead and take back my promise. I told you this is your husband and that's it. You can take it or leave it, but ain't nothing else going to work out. So I finally gave in. <laughs> it stopped. I was like, okay. So he has helped me, you know, through a lot of hurt that I've had, a lot of pain. He's picked up the pieces. And I'm not saying that, you know, all men are equipped to do that. But when God has that certain person for you, they will, he will be equipped to handle everything that comes at them. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And I do feel people miss opportunities in just in those instances with, and I do talk about that with a lot of people because a lot of people think because that term of what's for you will never pass you by, which is true to an extent because you got to be willing to see the blessing in front of you so it don't pass you by because there are windows of opportunity. Yeah that you can be stubborn and close-minded and you can be in your bullshit of that that list. Oh, he got to be this and he got to have yeah. that. He gotta, oh, he, I, I can't check off all the boxes. And I always yes. throw that fucking list in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Be open because most likely your soulmate ain't going to look nothing like what you Girl, yes. think oh. your soulmate is supposed to look like. And you're going to have this person who looks nothing like your soulmate of what you envision like like, and this supposed to be my life partner? Wait, wait, what? We both got issues. <laughs> How are we supposed to? But I, I do feel like we can miss those moments because we're we're closed minded. We're not open to receive. And you're not always going to be perfectly healed when no. that person comes along. 
So you're definitely not. But if you're within alignment, they're going to show up. But it's up to you to open it up. And yeah, I, I believe people miss opportunities all the time. It's like, that's somebody right in front of you and you don't see. But that's how, unfortunately, a lot of women, and I'm not saying men don't do this because men, y'all do this. Y'all have your your moments of of trying to look good for your boys or your your peers. And you want that, that trophy wife. And then you pass it mm-hmm. Beautiful women that can um, run circles around them trophies. <laughs> we'll just say that can run circles around them trophies just to say facing that ego. So women and men both do the same thing, and you definitely can um, mess it up and kind of lose that. But luckily, you even though you're being stubborn, you were like, "All right, all right, I'm yeah. still hearing." <laughs> you know hearing because a lot of people and I see that a lot of people be like where's my soulmate and they got an ex energy that's coming out and it's like I know you don't want to go through that but there's something that spirit is telling you you know like maybe you're missing this maybe this is really the person that you're supposed to work it out with maybe you guys are supposed to teach each other and um I've worked with many of people that it's like their first initial thing is to run off. It's to run off. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to go find this other perfect person. And it's like perfect. It's not, it's not real. It's not realistic. You know, you're not perfect. So how is this person supposed to be this imaginary perfect with no flaws and never had nothing wrong and, you know, nothing to work through. But I think that's awesome that you didn't. Cause yeah, mm. throw the list away. Throw. Yes. <laughs> throw it in the trash. I, 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 uh, yeah, y'all. I'm gonna just say, y'all say it. Throw it in the trash. <laughs> um, I know we're at the hour mark. Um, I, I, I just commend what you do. I will have your links and stuff in um, this description so they can go check you out and um, go to your website. Um, and I love that you guys have. Now, does your husband work? Are you guys on the same website? No, we're not married yet, but we'll be married soon. Okay, future. Um, he does have um, a Facebook page. Um, he does talk about talk about it Thursday. Um, talk about let's talk about it every Thursday where he talks about anything and everything. Um, like I said, he is a motivational speaker and he motivates, empowers, enlightens um, the men and women. Um, he does have a men's group, so he tries to help a lot of men. Right. If he's okay, we'll drop his information in the description with yours. And yeah, because I do have men listeners, not a lot, but we do got some men listeners okay. um, that are on here. And again, because I'm about accountability. And so women, he is big on that. I'm oh, about, on both sides, it's let's be accountable and really change the way that we're moving in this life. And we can create that change if we get out of the blame of, oh, just men or just women or just this. It's like, no, look at the mirror first. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Look in the mirror and you'll see you're a part of the problem, not the solution. <laughs> like, hello. Um, so we'll, we'll put that in there so that they definitely can go definitely can. and um, follow him and just give him some support as okay. well. Um, I, it was awesome having you on here. You know, definitely yes. this again. I love the conversation. You guys, her information will be in the um, bottom. But um, any last things that you just want to tell the listeners? I mean, if you're dealing with something, I mean, I have no problem talking with you. No problem, you know, being able to help you because I believe in, you know, let's heal together. And again, there's no judgment zone here. I ain't judging you in your past, your present or whatever the case may be. 
spray. Boom. So, <laughs> I'm cut from a different cloth. Right. So don't get scared with the ministry, y'all. Don't get scared with that term. Um, just, I, I know we're wrapping up, but that, you know, um, through trauma, a lot of people, you know, the word God and stuff like that is a trigger. And so it's definitely even one of the things I help people work through of getting out of the, letting that be a trigger or the hate towards uh, what they're, where they come from in the backgrounds. There's ways to still um, find faith and have a faith or have a some type of practice and not have to go back to the scary things that you <laughs> broke away from. So. Yeah, I mean, my thing is I've been through a lot of stuff and I mean, uh, I can write a book. So whatever you've been through, what people have been through when it comes to churches, I've been through it. Right. So right. I, like I said, I am open book. I am mine sharing my story, whatever the case may be. I just want to help people. Right. Awesome. All right. All right, you guys, that's it for this episode. Um, we're going to send you so much love, so much light until next time. Bye. <laughs>